0: lord god and
1: we believe father we believe because you are a great god and you have stored a lot of things for us oh god promises lord jesus to be fulfilled lord
0: lord god we thank you we thank you god we thank you and we claim these promises we say yes and amen oh god to these promises
1: we thank you god we thank you hallelujah we honor you we honor you we glorify your holy name, Jesus, Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, the name that is above all names. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: Everyone will say amen, amen. and amen. 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 Good morning, church. As we enter the third day. How good is that? Bear with me a second, I just need to um, go live on Telegram because Pastor Di is watching and I'll get a message if I don't do it, so bear with me just a second. Sometimes it's a juggling act, getting everything live, but there we go. Welcome to church, welcome to church. If you weren't here this morning, I'm sorry, you missed the Holy Spirit, he was here, he was moving, but he's back again now. It was a good morning. Who, who was here this morning? And did God move? You know, we, we saw Gloria, well now I'm looking at myself, I'll just turn that off. We saw Gloria, who who some of you know gets around on the walker, and the um, Holy Spirit said to her, you know, I'm pouring out the oil, get down on your knees. And she's like, Lord, how am I going to wake up again? But she was obedient, right? She was down on her knees, worshipping the Lord, and she leapt back up like a startled gazelle. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm going to pray for her offering in just a moment, but I want to welcome everyone that's watching online as well. Um, This this morning, I meant to share that we, we sent a big box of teddies and clothes, like little dresses and shorts and everything for the boys to the orphanages in Kenya couple of days ago, and they're so happy. They're, they're obviously not going to get there yet, they're going to probably take about three or four months. We're believing they're going to get there by Christmas, but they were, it was exciting, wasn't it? It was an exciting time. We This time we vacuum-packed everything, because we wanted to squeeze as much as we could in. Much to the distress of our little dog, who was looking at the teddies and thinking they were for her, and then they got vacuum-packed, <laughs> and she looked really, really sad, like we were suffocating them, but she got over it. There's about 50 teddies. I don't know how many dresses and and things. It was amazing. But God is good, right? That was donated to the church to give to the orphans by the world. The world did that. We're also believing, and I want to share this with everyone because I want to see this happen. Pastor Francis over in Kenya contacted us a couple of months ago and said, look, we're really believing that we can get a well built in our village they get floods every year and things get pretty tough for them we're actually talking at at Rotary in a couple of weeks time Amanda will be talking I'm going along for moral support because Rotary even though they're a worldly organisation they're a worldly charity one of their things is drilling wells in villages so we're believing that we're going to get them to commit to paying for the well because the word tells us right That there'll be a transfer of wealth and we are calling it in we expect the world to pay for what the church needs (laughs) praise god praise god we also went to a conference or a dinner through the week and i shared this morning we're going to share it again because the retirement plan for us as believers is heaven we met an 86 year old lady who's planting churches still here in australia Patricia, her name is, she's down in Lake Macquarie. We've been invited, or Amanda got invited to preach, I just have to drive her down there. (laughs) That's our retirement plan as ministers, right? Keep going until we get promoted to heaven. Each and every one of you are ministers for the Lord. Praise God. Let me pray for our offering. If you've got your seed there, if you're watching online and you've got your seed, we'll have the details at the bottom of the screen. You know, it's the seeds that we plant. That pay for the shipping, which is absolutely horrendous to get to boxes to Africa. So Lord, help us to remember that you are always present to give help in our time of struggle. Help us, Lord, to live our days in such a way that we have no regrets when our evenings come. Help us to fix our eyes on you, Lord, as our help, as our aim, as our very centre of our being, and as our everlasting friend guide us in whatever path you see fit lord it'll most often be the one we don't want to go down but guide us on that path help us to accept your purposes for us lord even when we do not understand why it is your will for us to walk in a certain way give us the faith that we need to go forward but give us the patience that we need so that we may wait when it's necessary lord don't let us run ahead accept our gifts this evening this afternoon this morning depending on where you're watching and use them to do the things that we cannot do ourselves bless the many people who will be affected by our gifts today and help us to realize that we have not discharged our entire duty just because we brought money into the storehouse make us vessels lord that we can be used effectively in personal living and in daily witnessing. Make this part of our worship, Lord, that's vital to us and meaningful to each of us, as sacred and holy as the preaching and the praying and the singing, Lord. Make our giving at the same level. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray this afternoon. Amen. Amen. If you've got a seed and you want to sow, there's an offering box on either side. If you're online, the details will be on the screen. I'm excited this afternoon. We felt a shift coming the last few months. I really felt it strongly this morning. I always look to see where Pastor Amanda is. I normally get a yes, keep going, or a no, stop, you're going too far down that path. (laughs) And she's just moved on me, so she's confused me. I'm excited. I'm excited. There's a shift coming. The messages that Pastor Dyer's been preaching and the Pastor Romella's been preaching are to get you ready. And as I said this morning, get ready. Get ready and keep up. We have to keep up. We've seen people drop away in the past. We've all seen it. When they just can't keep up with what God's doing. And that's okay. But we need to keep going. I've seen... Pastor Amel's message this afternoon. Get ready. It is time to get prepared. Get ready. Pastor Amel, can you bless us, please? Praise God. Praise the Lord. Who's ready for Pastor Amel to preach a good word today? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen.
1: The Lord is good. Morning. Hallelujah. Are you excited today? Amen. I'm excited. And I'm happy to see everyone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Can you hear me? They cannot hear me. Can you hear me now? Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Pastor Gary has been saying that there's, there has been a shift. Amen. And, you know, for, for, for the newbies and for those who are watching online, when they say there's a shift, they say in our spirit, we noticed it or we sense it or we discern it, there's something going on in the spiritual realm and if that happens expect that there will be change in the natural so maybe you're sensing it as if you cannot tell it you 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 can feel something something's going on something is changing it's in the spiritual that's happening in the spiritual you can see it if your eyes is open in the spiritual and one day or two days or three days Or depends on the Lord's timing you will see it happen in the natural yeah that's what that's what Pastor Gary is sharing with us and actually with there's a word this morning as well with uh, Sue the question was the Lord has been doing new thing new shift and actually the Lord is asking are you not feeling it and the lord actually really has been working not not like just double time but probably fast track because the lord is really working and because the time is short the time is very very short and the lord has been working and it's just depending on us how do we respond with that action with that instruction from the Lord. Amen. And we are gonna go through it as we go through the, through the lesson tonight. So we're still equipping the end time army, so we'll be focusing more on times in seasons and the feast of the Lord. So you know every culture we have Filipino culture, Australian culture, American culture, we have different measures, how to measure time in seasons. Some look at the moon, some look at the stars. They watch things differently. Some people look at the left, some look at the right. Some look at the Eastern culture, some look at the Western culture, some focused on the Asian culture. But today, what we're going to talk about is the Bible culture. Mm. Amen? That's where the Lord brings us together in unity. We came from different nationalities, countries, and cultures, but when the Lord brings us, we follow the Bible culture. Amen? Not even the Jewish would claim or we are not following the Jewish culture. We are following God's culture. Amen? Because when the Lord gives that culture, no one can say, it is mine. Or no one would, would say, the copyright is mine. The Lord would release it for everyone that belongs to Him, His children. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So, God established the seasons on the earth. The times in the seasons are given by God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 14 says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from night, and let them be for the signs in seasons for the days and years. Psalms 104 verse 19 says, he appointed the moon for seasons. The sun knows it's going down. It says that God made the sun in the moon. So, every time there is a new moon or star, it is a sign that something is going to take place. Have you heard of the blood moons? We have been talking a lot in the past years about that. But we have an example here you remember the wise men when they saw the star it witnessed in their heart that the new king has been born amen in ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 says to everything there is a season and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven So the sun, the moon, the stars are for seasons and times. God did not just create them to to shine, but rather they are signs. They are created to give a sign to us. And God made two great lights, the greater light, which is the sun, to rule the day, and the lesser light, the moon, to rule the night. He also made the stars. So, rule in Hebrew, meaning memshalah. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Meaning to govern and to have dominion. So, the seasons govern the affairs on the earth. All living things are governed by seasons. Amen? Um. Way back 2012, we were staying in a place, and we have an extra room in in, in Singapore, and we have that extra room rented out. So one of our colleagues rented, so she stayed in one room while we occupied the whole unit. And since we are having church, uh, house church during that time, we would always invite her every It's either Wednesday or Friday, sometimes Sunday. So we would always invite her, but she would always say, okay, thank you, next time. If there are birthday parties in our house, she's always there. If there are any, and sometimes after, you know, Filipinos, when we gather, there is always food. So after our Bible study or prayer meeting, it's time to eat and we knock on her door, and we would invite her and she would always come. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when she comes home, we are all there, it's eating time, she eats with us. But when we start the prayer meeting, she would go straight to her room. So we have been praying for her. We we try to share the gospel to her, you know, try everything an evangelist would do to share the, the gospel to her. For three years, it's been like that and all of a sudden she got married so it's like wow so how how can we share her really or how can we bring her to the lord really when she got married her husband as well from the philippines came to singapore with her and we just plan ahead to say oh let's have a welcome party And the following month, we had this NFS, New Friends Gathering, where every member of the church would ask a friend, bring to the church, and let's just have a meal. And then we preached the word or the gospel. And during that time, we had grouped them. So every group were, were, were to share what's going on with their lives. So I was with them with that group. And I just felt the shift with that lady and his husband. And after a week, they're coming to church with us. The lady who was like, you know, every time we we invite, she was like, okay, next time. Now, she's the one asking, when is the next (laughs) gathering? So, this You see, when God moves, he moves according to his season and time. I realized if she's been saved earlier, the husband may not have been saved. So it's like the Lord has his timing, so they put them together as one. So it's like two in one blow. So they follow the Lord. They surrender their lives to the Lord. Amen? Amen. And we I, I brought the husband to a conference and I know I, I feel because it was his first time first time to attend such gatherings like this and uh, in, in the first night the Lord touched him so the following morning we're going to the conference and when she when he got out from the the house he would greet everybody he sees he knows or he doesn't know he would say he would you know the love of the lord would just flow out of him and he would say good morning how are you you know but you know this guy who is you know so it was just totally transformed and after a month he went back to the philippines and the feedback we heard was that, you know, his colleagues, they were surprised. Was, was it him? Because normally, they hear him, it's part of his language to curse. But when he went back, born again, he was totally changed. So they were like amazed why, what happened to him in Singapore. So that, that's when he started witnessing. So that's the timing of the Lord. The Lord works in seasons and times. And over seasons and times, the Lord selected himself a special people or a group of people. So after Adam sinned, he selected Noah. You know, after the population had grown up after Adam, and There's multiple of sins. The Lord picked Noah. And you know the story. He picked Noah. And from Adam all the way to the time of Noah, mankind has dug up deeply in sin. So God picked Noah to save mankind. And in Genesis 6, verse 9, Noah was just perfect in his generation. The Bible says Noah is perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. Why did God pick Noah? It is not just because Noah was walking upright, but because his genes were not corrupted by the cross-pollination within the demons and humans during that time. His entire lineage is pure. It's perfect. That's why the the scripture says he was perfect in his generation. Hallelujah. His his bloodline is pure. His blood is untainted by the demonic influences. So from Adam to Seth to Enoch and to Noah. That's why God Picked him, so in short, the Lord selected him because of his lineage. After the Noah's Ark, after the flood, a generation has, new generation has begun. So the children of Noah repopulated again the world. Again, there was corruption. There was idol worship. There was demon worship, all kinds of worship except worship with the true living God. Now, how is God going to impart or show his true intention of redemption that it should have been originally lived by these people? So what God did is he picked for himself a group among the many people in the world. It is a small group. In this group, we all know the Jewish nation. So from the Jewish nation, it started with Abraham. The Jewish people came out, out from Abraham, then came Moses. So the Lord had given Moses multiple of commandments, of instructions, of laws. So when Moses was sent to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt, the people, or you know the Israelites in Egypt, they were living in a place called Goshen. Right? I mean, we don't have to read the Bible. I'm just telling the story. So what happened was that when Moses goes to Pharaoh to say, let my people go, we know the story of the ten plagues. There were frogs, there were pistols, there were locusts and all, all, all those kinds of sorts of things that probably we will see in the future. And the Israelites or the Jewish people in that Goshen you know, when the frogs came, they went into every corner of Egypt, but not in the boundary of Goshen. The grasshoppers, they did not cross into Goshen. So the Lord has protected his people. Amen. That's how God protects his people. So now, of course, if you are an Egyptian, you would question why. Because they were pagan at that time. So it's, it becomes an eye-opener for them. That the Israelites have God. It began to open their mind in their eyes to see to know and know that God of the Hebrew is the one true God. And the same will happen as well in our time. Psalms 91? I mean, I've been declaring Psalms 91 since day one of pandemic, because since day one of pandemic, with, with my job in Singapore, I'm the only one required to go to the office because of the facility, the security. I have all the access, so I would travel the train, the bus, and go to office. And the Lord has protected me. It's like left and right, they were all positive with all this COVID thing, but I was there. The Lord has been protecting me, and it's gang going to intensify in the coming days and as we walk with God we will see this happen in our lives when you walk righteously before God separate from the lifestyle that the rest of the people live, whatever the Hebrews experienced in the Goshen you will experience there will be a famine all around all around us but not in your house. If you believe that, it will be true to you. Amen. Pastor Gary mentioned a while ago don't think like the Greeks. Amen. Don't think anyway, who will I get? Think like the Hebraic or the Hebrew. God will provide. Amen. So others will be losing their job, but not you. That's why it means that there's a, there's a famine. Famine does not only mean lack of food, but also means economic famine. There's famine all around, except in your house. Hallelujah. And in Exodus 19, 5 to 6, the Lord said, I have taken you apart so that you can be peculiar treasure a peculiar people you must not live like the others you must be an example for others so when all the hidden nations around you you see the very special peculiar lifestyle that you are living and they will know that the god of the hebrews is the true living god they will know that this is the way all the nations should live. Amen? So, the Jews or the Jewish nation, God used them as a model for the entire world. How they live, their culture is coming from the Lord. They are like the guinea pig. For us to see and follow. And God took for himself a people that will be distinct from all. And he gave them several festivals. And these festivals signify seasons and times. Not just simply festival. And God gave them seven festivals. We can read all of them in this book, in the book of Leviticus, Leviticus 23. Nick was just sharing to me a while ago. The Lord spoke, is speaking to him about Leviticus 22. He has been seeing Leviticus 23. Leviticus, Leviticus 23 verse 1 says, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, These are my appointed feasts, the appointed feasts of the Lord, which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies. Read that again. And I underlined the word, these are my appointed feasts that's coming from the Lord. So it's not a Jewish feast, but it is the feast of the Lord. That's the key here. Brothers and sisters, church, It is the Feast of the Lord. Ten years ago, when this was introduced to us, it's been a bit of a fight. It's like a bit of, is that only for the Jews? So I'm highlighting it that it is the Feast of the Lord. This is where my mindset was changed. When I read this verse, it's not about, you know, blessing. It's not about because this is how the people of God are doing. But it's because it is coming from God himself. Amen? So we must understand that the feasts which Israel was instructed to celebrate and observe were signs And tokens of God's redemptive work, not only for her, not only for Israel, but for the whole world. They were called the Feast of the Lord. Amen. And the Feast of the Lord follows the calendar of the Lord. In Leviticus 23 verse 4 says, These are my feasts. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. Leviticus twenty-three forty-four. And Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feast of the Lord. Amen? So what are these feasts, the seven feasts? Probably most of us have, heard this before, and probably some of us are first time to hear this, probably some of us are hesitant to to hear about this, but let's just be open and let the Holy Spirit speak to us. If it doesn't match with your theology, just shelf it for the meantime until it speaks to you, okay? Okay especially those who are watching online. Just ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and read through Leviticus 23, the word of the Lord. Amen? So we have the seven feasts of the Lord, the spring feasts. So it was subdivided with times in seasons. So in the spring feast, in the month of Nisan, in the Gregorian calendar that is between March and April, so we have the Passover, the unleavened bread, and the first fruit. During summer, summer feast, in the month of Sivan, or in the Gregorian, it's May or June, we have the Pentecost, and On the fall feast in the month of Teshri, October-September, we have the Feast of Trumpets, mostly known as the, the Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Atonement, Yom Kippur, and the Feast of Tabernacles, the Sukkot. The spring feast and the summer feast, so four out of seven, based on the calendar of the Lord, these four feasts has been already fulfilled. The Passover, the Unleavened Bread, the First Fruit, and the Pentecost. They, has, they are already fulfilled. The Feast of Trumpet, Atonement and tabernacles probably they are just nearby. Any time can happen. And it can happen successively, continuously, and what the Bible says in the twinkling of an eye. Mm. We don't know when. But we know the times in seasons. So, pass over. Next slide, please. I'm looking for the slide with the drawing. Yeah. So, you can actually find this in Google. It's all over the internet. So, the seventh fe- seven feast of the Lord. So, you will see that the Passover, the unleavened bread, first fruit, it is under the spring feast. So, let's look at the spring feast Passover. Passover is fulfilled by the Lord Jesus or Yeshua at his crucifixion on the afternoon of Nisan 14 in the spring of 32. AD. So he was Israel's Passover. If you remember during the time of Moses, the last plague, when the firstborn, with, after the angel of death, comes into Egypt, The Lord instructed Moses that they will put the blood of the lamb on their doorpost. So when the angel of death comes, he will pass over them. And it was fulfilled, finally fulfilled by the Lord Jesus as the lamb of God, Passover lamb. For us. Amen. The second feast is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So this is already fulfilled by the Lord Jesus. So his burial in the tomb on Nisan 15 in the spring of 32 AD as well. He was the unleavened bread of heaven. So this is eaten closely after the Passover, which signifies the celebration of the communion that we take today, remembering the death of the lord jesus christ first fruit this is also fulfilled by the lord jesus yeshua at his resurrection on nisan 17 in the spring of 32 AD so it's a celebration that signifies the resurrection of the lord jesus christ from the dead he's the first fruit to be resurrected And the fourth feast, probably everybody's aware of this, the Feast of Pentecost. So this was fulfilled by the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost on 7-7 in the summer of 32 AD. So this is called the Feast of Pentecost. Now this came to pass in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day. And you remember what happened on that day? There was massive salvation. Are you excited? Yes. It's gonna happen again? Yes. You just stand there and just declare the gospel of the kingdom. Yes. You know, I don't know if I'm allowed to share this, but it's like You know the glory in the later days, someone is sick, and you will just pray for him, and he will look at you, and the sickness is gone, and you know that person, he would just tell everybody, and everybody comes to you, and now you have the opportunity to share the word of the Lord. That's where we are being trained for, as an end-time army. Amen? Now let's go to the unfulfilled, unfulfilled feast. So, with the fulfilled feast, Jesus came as a suffering Messiah. But with the unfulfilled feast, Jesus will come as a conquering king. And this is where we are rehearsing and preparing. They're probably up ahead. So the feast of trumpet, so it's not yet fulfilled. The, fist, the trumpets are blown to signify the future regathering of the Jewish people, or it also signifies what the scripture sales, says in First Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17. You can just write this down and you can read it later, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty to 52, that when the last trumpet is blown, all the dead in Christ will rise up. Okay. They will be regathered in the feast of trumpet. I'm just sharing this in a nutshell, just to open up our spirit in, about it. And sooner or later we'll dive deeper into it okay especially this coming September 25 this is the feast of trumpet right. mm-hmm. the sixth feast the day of atonement so this is unfulfilled due to the unfold on Tishri 10 in the fall season of some future year its fulfillment will be final climactic last day of this age the Jewish nation, Israel, will be saved. That's in Zechariah 12, 8, 13, 1, and in Romans 11. It will be Dom's Day for the wicked. The Day of Atonement is a day, the one particular day, where the high priest will go to the most holy place to make atonement for the people of Israel. That signifies the judgment day that is going to come. The Bible tells us or speaks of two judgment days. One is the judgment seat of Christ. All believers, all those who are truly washed by the blood of Jesus Christ will appear before his judgment judgment seat of Christ to be tried of the works that we have done. But we will be judged in three areas. This is where we are being judged. Your thoughts, your thought life, mind. The words that you speak and your lifestyle, your actions. How you live, what good you did, or how bad you did. After the judgment of Christ comes the final great white throne judgment that you read in Revelation chapter twenty. So what every person did from the time of Adam all the way up to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, every person who ever was born in this earth will come and stand before, the God, before God on that day. And on that day, people will be judged out of the book of life whether they accepted Christ or they did not. So that happens on the day of atonement. The judgment day. The Feast of Tabernacles. So, this is the last feast, unfulfilled feast. So, in some some future in Teshri 15, in the fall season of some future year. So, this feast that is popularly celebrated over the world. But what does it really mean? It really signifies naturally the Lord wanted the Israelites to celebrate this feast, to remember their days of wandering in the wilderness, their living in tents. So in the promised land where they have celebrated the feast to remember the days of wandering. So they make both out of bamboos. that's where they lie down in, in, in Jerusalem, just just like to riniak or to remember what they have experienced in the wilderness and they have that celebration called the feast of tabernacles what does it really signify that feast that at Christ's second coming God will come to abide with us in our midst in revelation 21 we read there that the new jerusalem comes down. From heaven, it abides in our midst before, midst forever and ever. And in Isaiah 66, it says that from one moon to another moon, from one Sabbath to another Sabbath, shall all flesh gather in Jerusalem to worship the Lord forever and forever. For 1,000 years, the Tabernacle of God, the New Jerusalem, will physically abide on this earth where the redeemed saints will rule the earth together with the Lord Jesus Christ. And on that day, the Lord will appoint you, will give you your position, depending on how you have been trained, how you prepare yourself these times. If the Lord is to appoint you to roll over America in the millennial reign, what's your training supposed to be today? Or if the Lord will ask you, appoint you to be the head of a state, In Australia, what training should you have? What training are you going through today? Or are you going to take care of God's business in the hospitals? Hallelujah. I may be saying too far already, but (laughs) that's going to happen, whatever we do today, whatever preparation it will dictate who we are in the millennial reign or after the return of the Lord Jesus Amen Mm -hmm. that's why we are having this training because we want to be equipped and we want to be used by the Lord we need to redeem the time. Yes, amen. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Next. Renewing of the mind. Now, Pastor Gary mentioned about, and Pastor Dai mentioned about the Greek mindset. You know, when the Lord gave this. Bible culture or kingdom culture to the Jewish people, there has been change. There has been influence that has been undergone or that happened. During the time after Jesus' death, there was persecution among the Jews. And even the Christians during that time, they were affected. So even though they were practicing these feasts, because of the persecution, they tried to avoid it. And even the Jews as well, they tried to make it not so, not as according to the instruction of the Lord, how they do it. So generation after generation, there has been change. And one aspect that influenced as well was the Greek philosophies, you know, the thought of the Greeks to the Hebraic thought. So there's an influence of this Greek philosophies. Probably example of it is that, that, is, yeah, that has been carried generations to generation until now. The Greek mindset would pray only when he needs something. And pray because there's food. But for a Hebraic mindset, prayer is a way of life. Whatever the situation is, they keep on praying. If you notice them when, when when you you visited Jerusalem, they were so focused on the Torah and they were praying. Anyone have done that? You face the wall and keep on praying on the Lord? I think nobody did that. Probably we just enjoy sitting down, but for them they just face the wall and pray and declare the word of the Lord. Just that's the culture, that's way of life to them. For us, if there's a problem, oh, let's go and pray. Come, come, come. Let's message everybody for prayer. Now we have to shift. Please always keep on praying. Even you're at work. You know, I'm being blessed with antipathy because... I see her, whatever she does, she is doing, just keep on praying tongues. And that's the way it should be. We're always connected with the Lord, practicing His presence, talking to God. Amen. We should not separate God in our daily works. He is always part of everything that we do. That's Hebraic mindset. Amen. Greek mindset would always put God in a box. Although we, we, we don't recognize that because we, we've grown like that, we have learned like that in, in the way we grow. We were taught like that. But there's times in seasons. Why are we hearing this now? Because of the times in season, the Lord's washing away all the old ways. Amen? Hallelujah. And there was a time when Constantine merged Christianity with the Roman culture and religion. Maybe one example is the Easter Sunday. Instead of resurrection, they were celebrating going after eggs and bunny. So it was a compromise that Constantine did just to appease people, Christians and the pagans. And there are a lot of things that Constantine had put in place that people would just follow until our generation. But that's why Paul said in in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, because it has been influenced by the Greek mindset. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You don't have to understand and know what are the Greek attitude, culture. Be transformed by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Focus upon the Lord. And go after the character of Christ. You'll be fine. You don't have to identify what is this wrong, what is that, what is that, what is that. Focus on the Lord. He will be the one to show you which one is right. Amen? Hallelujah. In the written Torah, now we're going to Yom Teruah. Hallelujah. In written Torah, the first day of the seventh month is to be commemorated as Yom Teruah, sometimes translated as the Feast of Trumpets, Numbers 29 verse 1. So the word Teruah means shouting or raising of noise. And therefore, this day, was to be marked by making a joyful, joyful noise unto the Lord. Psalms 81 verse 1 verse 4. So it's the Feast of Trumpets. That's where we blew the shofar. It is a new season giving us a chance to start anew. The Feast of Trumpets is also known as Yom Kippur. Or Rosh Hashanah, sorry. So Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpet, is a new beginning and a wake-up call. So as you blow the trumpet, you are starting on a new year, and it is a wake-up call. And Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, there are 10 days in between them. We call that the days of awe. Now, the 10-day period between Rosh Hashanah and the Yom Kippur is the holiest period in the Jewish festivals that they take time to cleanse their hearts from sins to receive the new grace and mercy of God. So it is a wake-up call. So if you miss to cleanse yourself in this crucial hour, you will reap judgment for the coming year. So, Rosh Hashanah starts on the evening this year, 2022. It starts on the evening of 25th to 27th September 2022. And ten days of awe follows the days of atonement, or the Yom Kippur. And this is a wake-up call. This is where we, how do we call it, here in Australia? That's where you, it's like when you do your New Year's resolution. This is where you evaluate your life. How did you live your life for the past year? So the, the Rosh Hashanah is the new year for the Jews in Israel. So, you know, different cultures, different countries. The in, India has a different new year. They don't follow the Gregorian calendar as well. So Israel follow the Jewish calendar. And new year is the Rosh Hashanah. And that, starting from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, that's where they evaluate their life and ask the Lord for cleansing. They allow themselves to the Lord, the Lord to search their hearts. And whatever the Holy Spirit reveals to them, they repent, and ask the Lord's forgiveness. So this is the season of repentance. Yom Kippur is a very, very solemn day instituted by God in Leviticus 16. You can read that later on. The name Yom Kippur means day of atonement, a day set aside to afflict the soul, to humble your heart, your soul before God, to atone for the sins Of the past year. So on Yom Kippur Day, judgment is passed in sealed in heaven. It is the day that God places a seal upon the divine decrees affecting each person for the coming new year. Amen. Now, all churches open for the Holy Spirit will experience God's resurrection power to demonstrate and manifest the living Christ. From now till October 4, Yom Kippur, let's seek the face of God like we never sought Him before. With all humility and repentance. Let us be like the five wise virgins and be ready to enter the new season of God, the final dispensation. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We will continue this lesson next Sunday. And from here onwards, we are in the season of repentance. To follow God's calendar. And when the new year comes, we want that we are fully cleansed in the sight of God. Amen. Hallelujah! Let's all stand up and pray. Hallelujah! Sikoryo hondo, sukorya pabaya skiriyan, darya skiriyan, darya skiriyan, darya skiriyan. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to us. Thank you, Lord God, for opening our spiritual understanding, O oh Lord God. And we just surrender, Lord God, to you our thoughts, our minds, and we do not want to entertain the deceitful word of the enemy. Father, we pray, O Lord God, that you would cleanse every word that I have spoken. Amen, Lord God, Lord, anything that I've spoken that is not right. And Father, I just pray, Father, that you will be the one to move in everyone's heart. Everyone who is here and everyone who will be watching online and even offline, Lord God. Father, I just release your glory upon each one and let your understanding, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of truth operate in us, O Lord Jesus. And we just reject the lies of the enemy. Whatever doctrine that the enemy has placed in our minds, For the past years, in the mighty name of Jesus, we take it down right now. And we allow the season to govern. The truth of the Lord becomes more brighter to us. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you, Lord Jesus. And we just surrender, Lord God, unto you what we have learned. And Lord, teach us more, Lord God how to walk in them, how to experience them, O Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I release, Lord, your shalom upon each one. Father, bless each one, Lord God, with good health, with strength, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, Lord, even Lord God, those who are traveling, Lord God, especially from far. Father, we pray, Lord God, for your peace, your comfort to be upon them. Keep them safe, Lord God, while they are driving, oh Lord God. Thank you, Abba Father. We just give you glory, honor, and thanks. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. That's the introduction. So let me encourage you. Churches that are open, as as Pastor Amel said, churches that are open and are looking for the resurrection power, the Holy Spirit is going to hand it out. That's the introduction. So let me encourage everyone, if you're here or you're watching online, invite someone next week. Bring someone with you. Because it's not just for us that are here today hearing this. It's for everyone who is a born-again believer to be hearing these messages. That's my challenge for you. Invite someone to church next week. Because we all want that resurrection power, right? We all want what God's got for us. So Lord, we thank you for everyone watching online. Be blessed. We look forward to seeing you on Tuesday night at 7pm online, then again on Thursday and, and then again Sunday. So be blessed for everyone here. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. Every, every time I, I, I meet, or we meet as a church or we meet to pray. The Holy Spirit just lifts us up that little bit more.